Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Well, hey, friends, it's Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. This season, we've covered some fantastic topics when it comes to discipling our own children and raising them to be God's men and women in their generation. Now, in episode three, I talked at length about sharing the gospel message with your children, making sure they understood that the gospel is number one, that God loves them. Number two, that we are sinful people. We are not perfect. Number three, Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay the penalty of our sins. And number four, each person must individually trust Christ as Savior and Lord. That is the gospel. So I covered at length how to communicate that message to your children and how to encourage them to place their faith in Christ. And when our children do come to the point where they place their faith in Christ, the next step for them is to be baptized, to follow the Lord in what we call believer's baptism. So this week, your Discipleship Coach Kids Edition tip is to teach your children what baptism is and encourage them to be baptized. So first of all, let's just see what the Bible has to say about baptism. In Matthew 28, 19 through 20, Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I'm with you always to the end of the age. So what we can deduct from those verses is that the church and the believers in the church are responsible to teach Jesus's word, to make disciples, and to baptize those disciples in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And further, this was to be done everywhere. That's what he meant by all nations until the very end of the age. So it's supposed to be a continually uh, done process. Now we can see that since Jesus commanded baptism, it is important for us to heed what he said and obey. Being baptized is an outward symbol of an inward decision. The inward decision comes first. A person makes a decision to trust Christ as their personal savior. And that is by faith. That is when a person surrenders their will and their life and their soul to Jesus. That is when that person confesses they are a sinner in need of Christ's salvation. So when they place their faith in Christ, they are born again. They are saved. They will spend eternity in heaven with God. Baptism comes after that. It's a public profession of that inward heart decision. It's the opportunity to put their flag up for Christ, so to speak, and publicly identify with Christ. Water baptism is a beautiful picture of what the Lord has done for us. We, when we are completely immersed under the water, we symbolize the burial with our Lord. We are symbolically baptized into his death on the cross, and we're no longer slaves to self 
or sin. When we are raised up out of the water, we are symbolically resurrected, raised to new life in Christ to be with him forever. Baptism is an important act of obedience that we should obey, if for no other reason than to simply follow Christ's example. He himself was baptized in the Jordan River by his cousin, John the Baptist. Now, this is all mentioned in each one of the four gospel accounts. Now, you can start in Matthew 3.13 or Mark chapter 1, verse 9 to get you started if you would like to read those gospel accounts of Jesus being baptized himself uh, for yourself. Okay, so now we understand a bit about baptism. Now, really, I've just brushed the surface. There are tons of more verses in the Bible about baptism. There's even books written on this subject. And as a side note, if you would like to dive into the topic more, just go to the website called gotquestions.org and type in the word baptism, and you'll get a list of great, short, biblically-based articles on this subject. Gotquestions.org is my go-to. I go there regularly, type in a word, and I'm going to get some great biblically-based Um, articles and uh, videos sometimes, answers to my questions. So we need to teach our children about baptism. Here are some tips to do that. Number one, the next time that your church has a person baptized, go to the baptism. Now, listen, your church may have baptisms during the service. Okay. My church has baptisms after the service. So you got to kind of make an effort to go. But let your child see this take place. Now, like I mentioned, my church does an outside baptismal after each church um, service. And so we go outside into a little courtyard where the baptisms are held. And my children and I have walked outside and seen this happen. Then on the ride home, I explain what it is. I say, now that was a person who placed their faith in Christ and they're letting their friends and their family and other people in attendance know they are on God's side now, that they have made a decision to trust Christ and they're putting their flag up for Jesus. Number two, read them the verse in Matthew 28, 18 through 20 that I quoted at the beginning of this podcast. Then explain what the word baptize means, like I've already done in this podcast. Basically, you go under the water, you're symbolizing Christ's death on your behalf. And you come up out of the water, symbolizing his resurrection. It's a symbol of placing your flag up for Christ. Or read to them about Jesus being baptized in in Matthew chapter 3 or Mark chapter 1. Number three, I love that the children's department at my church took each kid's class to the baptismal one Sunday morning, kind of like a little field trip and showed them everything about it. The kids got to see where people, you know, change their clothes before they get into the baptismal. They got to see the faucet that turns on the water. They saw the big tub-like structure holding all the water. And then they had a small teaching that was given about baptism and that it's just putting your flag up for Christ after you've placed your faith in him. I love that the children's department did that. And if you are a part of a church, I would ask the children's department to consider doing that at your church. Number four, explain your own baptism story to your children. Do they know your story? Teach it to them. 
My sons know that when I was 16, I got on my knees and I placed my faith in Christ. And they know a week or two later, I went back to that church on a Sunday evening and was baptized. And I shared the details with my sons about how I was asked, is Jesus your Lord and Savior? And I publicly said, yes. I told them how I held my breath when I went under the water, how they gave me some clothes to wear when I got baptized so that I could change back into my own dry clothes when I was finished. You know, when we explain to our children step-by-step what it is, you know, where it happens, why people do this, it helps them not to be scared. It normalizes baptism. It sets them up so well for when they feel like they want to put their flag up for Christ. Now, before I tell you the story of my own children being baptized and how we celebrated that, I want to make one point extremely clear. You ready? That is that baptism is not salvation. Or is it a prerequisite for salvation? You do not have to be baptized to be saved. Baptism, going under the water and coming back up, does not save you. It is only an outward symbol of an inward decision of being born again. Now, when I've explained that point itself to my sons or to the women I disciple, one of the first places I turn in the Bible to explain this is the thief on the cross next to Jesus in Luke 23, 39 through 43. Let me read it says one of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at Jesus. Aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence? We are punished justly. We are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man, and he was talking about Jesus hanging on the cross next to him, has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. So did this self-confessed sinner have an opportunity to hop down off his cross and go get water baptized? Well, no. (laughs) And yet Jesus said, you will be with me tonight in paradise. So please never scare a child into thinking they're not saved if they have not been baptized. We want them to be baptized as a step of obedience to Jesus's command in Matthew 28. But please don't dangle salvation over them or anyone else because of baptism status. We got to make sure that we, we explain the gospel clearly, that putting your faith in Christ is an inward decision. It's an act of faith where you trust Christ. You put your soul in the hands of the good shepherd to be safe for eternity. Baptism is simply an outward symbol of that decision. Okay, so I think I've made that pretty clear, but if you want to talk to me more about that, we can, we can, I can point to many other scripture verses just on that little topic alone. You can always contact me on my website, lorijoinerministries.org. But let's move on. Okay, so both my sons placed their faith in Christ early in life. One, I led to Christ at his bedside at Easter when he was five. 
the other trusted Christ at a church children's event. But both had apprehensions about baptism, even though I had taught them clearly what it is. And they were involved in a great children's ministry where they learned about baptism on their level. And like I mentioned, they got to even go on like a little field trip to the baptismal. But still, neither one of my sons wanted to be baptized. And trust me, I was perplexed. I talked to my husband about this and he said, let it go. Let them make the decision when they're ready. He asked me not to push it on them and to trust God and to let them decide. Now, I will tell you, that was a little tough for me because I said, well, it's not like a feeling. They just need to, they're both, they both put their faith in Christ. They need to just take that step of obedience. It's just a step of obedience. But again, my husband urged me, trust God, (laughs) let the boys decide. But I did pray over the years that God would bring them to a place where they would follow the Lord in believer's baptism. And every once in a while, I would say, you know, sweetheart, just so you know, if you ever want to walk forward at church and be baptized, you know, I'll go with you. (laughs) Or, hey, you let me know when you're ready and I'll set it up with the church. But over the elementary years and into junior high, they just both simply resisted it. And I couldn't really understand why, but I entrusted them to the Lord. Then this past year, one was in the sixth grade, one was in the eighth grade, both in junior high. They were at a youth group meeting on a Wednesday night. And the youth pastor asked if anyone wanted to be baptized. Do you know that both my boys raised their hands, went forward to be baptized? Now, I wasn't even there. I wasn't there elbowing them, pushing them. You know, I'd actually dropped them off the youth group that night. So you can imagine my shock when they told me on the way home that they were going to get baptized. I was like, what? I'm so glad I trusted the Lord and I let my boys make the decision. As you can imagine, after hearing me on this podcast, season after season, I can be pretty persuasive, but this decision truly did need to be between them and the Lord, not mommy pushing. So we arranged for it to be a few weeks later and you had better believe I made a big deal of it. Okay. I had my family come in town for it. We had a big lunch afterwards at my home. Both boys had gifts to open. I bought them brand new, expensive Bibles and Bible covers. I wrote in the inside of their Bibles, their names, the date they got baptized. We laid hands and prayed over them as a family to be mighty men in God's kingdom, to shine the light for Christ wherever God may lead them. I told them how proud I was of them for putting their flag up for Christ. Now, I'm going to repost the picture of them all wet and their big smiles directly after they were baptized on my ministry Facebook page. So go on Facebook, search for Lori Joyner Ministries Facebook page, and there you're going to see my two sons uh, with the youth pastor that uh, baptized them, if you'd like. So when your child or your disciple, for that matter, places their faith in Christ, take pictures, go to lunch, buy gifts, celebrate the step of obedience and the decision to publicly profess that Jesus Christ is their Lord. Let me pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much that you made it clear in scripture that you wanted us to be baptized. You wanted us to make a public profession of that inward decision, and you even modeled it yourself. You are such a good, good God. And so, Lord, I pray for each of the parents listening to this podcast today. Lord, I pray if they're nervous 
maybe that their child, you know, has has not been baptized, that you would relieve those nerves, that they would understand the first step is for them to understand the gospel and for their children to place their faith in Christ. Lord, I pray if there's anybody listening to this podcast that's maybe an adult that has themselves not been baptized. Maybe they have not made that inward decision yet. I pray that they would do that. Simply surrender their life to you in prayer and ask you to be their Lord and Savior. Father, we thank you that you gave us a way to show the world that you are our God. You are our good shepherd personally, and baptism is the way. And so, Father, I pray that you would draw many people listening to this podcast to take that step of obedience. We say that we love you, Lord. We worship you today. We thank you for your death, resurrection, and continual interceding for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at loriejoynerministries.org.